It's 2024, and if you want to get your shit together in your business, then you need to mind the gap. Right now, you can grab an early bird bonus when you enroll in my digital bookkeeping course, Mind the Gap. Visit my link tree in the show notes to enroll, and you'll be invited to book a one-on-one virtual call with me. We're going to strategize and set you on the path for financial success in your business. This call is free for new students of Mind the Gap, and it's currently a $500 value. The course will be available starting in May 2024, but don't wait to grab your free bonus and get into our online community. Everyone who enrolls in Mind the Gap right now will receive an exclusive invitation to join our virtual community. I'm going live in there twice a month to teach you valuable financial content, answer your business questions, we're co-working together, and you'll be able to network with other entrepreneurs who are doing this work too. All of my clients are there already and we're so excited to meet you. Visit the show notes to get enrolled in Mind the Gap today. (laughs) You're cold. I'm cold. It's a cold open. Um, (laughs) So welcome to Money Through Ease. I have a guest with me today. It's Lisa McH, who is a digital organizer, which heavily overlaps with the work that I do. And I think it's amazing that she wanted to come on and share some tips with y'all about how to clean up that clusterfuck of an inbox. So tell us who you are, what you do, what your business is. All right. Well, my name is Lisa McCarg, and I call myself a digital organizer for lack of a better term. Um, I was actually a high school Spanish teacher for 10 years, Mm -hmm. and I was super organized as a kid. I'm now finding out that was probably an ADHD coping mechanism. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But when I went into teaching, I thought I was going to have this down. And this is way back in 2011 that Mm -hmm. I started teaching. Y'all, I was not prepared. Um, My files were a nightmare. Everything was disorganized when it came to the digital world. And my second year of teaching was awful. I had to recreate everything from scratch. Basically, I worked way harder than I needed to. And I realized, Mm. oh my gosh, something has to change. I have to Mm. figure out a system and how to stay organized and how to manage all of this. So I spent like the next five-ish years really fine-tuning a system that worked for me. Yeah. Fast forward to the shit show that was 2020. (laughs) And for the first time, a lot of teachers were thrown into like online Mm. learning. And I had been teaching at a one-to-one school where every student brings their own device. We did a ton of stuff online. I had dialed in that organization system. And so I really spent 2020 and 2021 helping teachers get organized and get Mm -hmm. a handle on their Google Drives and their file names and their learning management systems like Google Classroom and stuff like that. Um, And from there, it just grew. And I started working um, with online business owners. And I've worked now with a few people actually locally in person, but I spend my days helping people organize their inboxes, declutter them, set up a strategy and a system that works for them, and then maintain it. Mm. That's the big thing. I don't just roll in, organize your files (laughs) and say like, peace out, good luck. Um, Because if I do that, A, 99% of the time, the way I would organize files, not the way my client would do it. Mm. Um, And B, if I did that and they have no habits set up, no Mm -hmm. systems, they don't know how to maintain it, they're just going to be, it's going to be a dumpster fire again and like no time at all. And that's not what I'm about. Um, So yeah, I spend my days helping people organize mostly Gmail, Google Drive, Dropbox, their computer files, Canva, project management systems, Mm. like pretty much all of the things. Um, 
yeah. decluttering, organizing, and then maintaining. It's funny that you mentioned Canva because I'm oh. an organized person, even digitally. And then when you said Canva, I was like, oh no, that's a shithole over there. Like Canva, my Canva's a mess. Canva's horrible. Like, and if you're listening or watching this and you're like, oh my God, me too. Everybody hates Canva. I have not met a single person. And I, I've run across a few people that this is actually their specialty. All yeah. they do is like help people organize Canva and mm. but yeah the way Canva is it's it's one of those things like why are you the way you are yeah because the way it's designed it is a nightmare especially if, probably if you're like below the age of 30 I would guess um <laughs> you didn't get taught growing up like go to file click yeah save as. yeah like, that's what I grew up you had to go, go to file click save as go to file click save yeah and that's kind of canva is built and so i'm just like oh i feel like it's especially difficult um for like younger people if you're in a design that's mm-hmm. kind of what you have to do and it's not intuitive at all <laughs> yeah the i did um a webinar the other day and i was like prepping my slides in canva the night before and i guess like the cache just got too full or something and it was like oops we got to reload now i'm almost done with the presentation and it had just skipped over like 10 slides that I had just done but I do like that they have um like a version history so I did go back and oh good it was in the version history at least well almost like most of the things that it had deleted were still in one of the versions so I was able to restore that but I was like I I almost like cracked a tooth my I was like grinding my jaw as soon as it just like refreshed on me and I had to get up and like walk away from my computer. I was like, like you oh, gotta be shitting me my right God. now. Yeah. I almost had a freak out. It was like 9 PM the night before this presentation. It was taking me so much longer than I thought. And I was like, Always. bro, <laughs> come on, man, throw me a bone here. Like Jesus Christ. So I, I like Canva. Like I like the design. Oh yeah. I am a design it, challenge. But... So Canva's great from a design yeah. aspect. And I love from an organization aspect. No, no. Yeah. No, it's, it's a hot mess in there. I try to label my, or name my files, like something that'll help me in the future. But other than that, I don't have any like folders set up and I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I don't have the time, nor do I have the desire to do this. And it's just how That is most people I work with. (laughs) I don't have the time and I don't want to do it. (laughs) Yeah. I think uh, one of the things I was going to ask you is like, describe a day in your job or your business. And you've kind of done that. And I think like me being an accountant, you being an organizer, Organizer, especially a digital organizer, most people would probably think like, wow, that is the last thing I want to be doing is those two things. And yet here you two are spending all day, every day like doing exactly doing the thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I love it. And again, it probably comes a little bit from that like ADHD and like, mm-hmm. once I start something, I sort of have to finish it. Um, I have Good a for long you. Time. I'm not that way at all. <laughs> I have a client and I'm working on her email inbox. And yesterday I think she had like 9,800 unreads in her inbox and we're down, down now to like 6,000 unread in her inbox. I know people that have the hundreds of thousands. Yeah. And so I'm like chipping away at it, but it's, it's one of those things too. Like we got to have a talk about some habits and things like that, but I'm selecting all and archiving everything. (laughs) Yes. That too. I mean, I'm also the kind of person, like I will happily, I will just go and purge. Um, I'm also, Mm -hmm. I consider myself a minimalist. So I will let go of things and all day and not Mm -hmm. everyone's like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, 
I'm with my email inbox for work. I can't have anything in that main inbox folder. It has to live in a different folder. So if something's sitting in there, I'm like itching. I'm like, get it out of there. It's got to be somewhere else. I can't look at it. The visual clutter thing is big for me. And I think that's one thing I wanted to bring up was like our daily lives, like our visual clutter in our physical spaces can be really bothersome to the point where we end up doing something about it. But in the digital realm, like you're not looking at it until you're looking at it. So most of the time you're not thinking about it until you have to find something and you're like, why is this such a fucking mess? Like I can't Mm -hmm. get a hold of any of my files. Do you help folks? So tell us a little bit about like, what are the habits or routines that we need to get into to kind of keep the organized on our stuff? So it's funny you mentioned visual clutter because there's a ton of psychology research and studies on physical visual clutter and there's more coming out actually about digital clutter and digital hoarding like actual hoarding tendencies Mm. but in the digital realm where I think the guy in the study you know took like 300 pictures a day and then would upload them all and save them all and like could not get rid of any of them yeah Um, and really what it boils down to is your brain doesn't care if you're looking at a messy desk with papers and stuff or a messy like computer desktop that has Mm. like files and stuff all over just helter skelter your brain still is trying to like make sense of that and it's Mm -hmm. still taking in all of that visual data and you know it's still overwhelming in the same ways um and it's funny I I always say a lot of the people I work with end up crying either at the beginning because they're so overwhelmed yeah or at the end because they're so relieved I will never forget um I had a client and it was her inbox. And she said, you know, like the little red number that says you have 53,000 unread emails. She's like, it doesn't bother me. I don't care about it, but I should probably do something, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we got done. And she goes, Lisa, I, I didn't realize how much it was weighing down on mm. me, how much it really was bothering me until it was gone. She was like, I cannot tell you yeah. how much more relaxed I am. I'm not stressed that I'm going to miss something. I don't, I'm not overwhelmed feeling like I'm always behind. Mm-hmm. And like, there's just this weight has been lifted. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the the digital clutter, it is a real thing. Like it mm-hmm. really does stress you out. And if you're looking for a place to start, I always, I always start, I think kind of in an unconventional way. A lot of people want to dive in and start like kind of deleting stuff or like going through and sorting and moving. But before you do any of that, you actually need to build a structure first. Mm-hmm. So Let's say it's like your Google Drive um, and you are an online business owner. Let's let's just say you're you're a course creator or something. Mm-hmm. And you, all your stuff is just sitting in the my drive section. Yeah. That's like if you took all of the clothes from your closet and your drawers and dumped them in a heap yeah. in the middle of your bedroom floor. It's the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So if you were going to go through that whole heap of clothes, you wouldn't take off like a pair of socks and like, hmm, where should I put my socks? Um, maybe I'll try here. Yeah. No, you'd probably <laughs> kind of decide where you want stuff. And then as you're going through that pile, you know exactly where to put things. Mm-hmm. It's the same way with your digital world. So if it's, you know, your Google Drive or Dropbox or OneDrive or hard drive, whatever, you want to create your file folder system first so that you can start going through those files. Let's say it's my drive. You're just going to start at the top and work your way down. You know exactly where to Mm. put them. It really reduces your cognitive load, like how hard your brain's having to work. 
And it reduces your decision fatigue as well, yeah. because you're not like, Oh, what do I do with this? No, you're like, Oh, this goes here. That goes there. You know? Yeah. So, and it's again, like nobody wants to take the time to do this. And <laughs> I will always say, you know, they're just files, but they're also not just files. Mm -hmm. There's always something more important to do than getting digitally organized, whether that's something for your business or your life, spending time with family and friends, taking mm. care of your health and well-being. Those are all more important than your files. I'm <laughs> never going to tell you your Google Drive is more important than anything else in your life. Mm -hmm. And if you are an online business owner or you just work in the digital realm a lot, those files are probably interconnected to kind of everything you do. Mm -hmm. And so it's probably slowing you down at every single step. Same thing yeah. with your email. So while they're not, it's not really a priority, it is because it affects everything else. Mm -hmm. And once you take care of that sort of like center spoke of pain points, <laughs> everything else becomes easier yeah. and the benefits are great. So if you can create a structure first and then you have to have a way to make these habits work. Um, that might be, if you're like me, I have to find one that doesn't have something on it. Um, <laughs> I really like brightly colored post-its uh -huh. <laughs> like in my work area. Yeah. Um, you know, that made me say things like, Hey, empty your downloads folder at the mm -hmm. end of every work session. Or, hey, you know, take 15 minutes to process your emails from today to, you know, file, delete, unsubscribe, respond, archive, whatever. Mm -hmm. So that way, everything new that is coming into your digital world, you're taking care of it. It's not contributing to that mountain of mess. And now you can slowly chip away at that really full inbox or all of those yeah. files you need to go through. So if you can create a system, implement the system with all the new incoming things, mm. and then you will have, like, you don't have to take a ton of time. I will literally say, hey, get a kitchen timer. I have a kitchen timer on my desk. Set it for 10 minutes and spend 10 minutes a day. Um, and you'll be amazed at what you can get through when you focus on one task. Yeah. Um, and you also want to focus on one task. So if it's your inbox, say, you know what, for 10 minutes, I'm going to go through and I'm just going to look at stuff I want to unsubscribe from. Mm -hmm. I'm going to unsubscribe and delete all the emails from that sender. That is yeah. all you're doing for 10 minutes. And when you see that important email from Reagan that you really want to read, you can be like, nope, I'm not doing that right now. Yeah. Maybe click a star on it. I yeah. am just unsubscribing. So when you focus on that one task for 10 minutes, oops, sorry, that's my timer to get my child from school, even though it's a snow day and she's not at school. Um, when you focus on that one task for 10 minutes and you're doing just one thing, you will be amazed at how much you get done versus I'm going to work for 10 minutes and you're doing a lot of task switching. You're going from mm -hmm. one thing to a different thing to a different thing. Um, there's a term, it's something like the switch cost effect mm. about just how much time and mental energy you lose in between switching from one task to another. Yeah. And again, it really adds up. So that's the other thing, small work times. So mm -hmm. you, it's sustainable. You're not going to want to bash your head against the wall or your computer <laughs> yeah. against the wall and pick one task to work on during that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are great tips. Um, 
Oh, I know what I was going to ask. So do you have a suggestion for like the decisions to make about creating that structure of files or like folders or something? Yeah. So a lot of people get hung up on, okay, well, great. I need a folder system, but what do I create? Right? Like yeah. what folders? So the first decision you have to make is I call them shallow and deep. Do you want shallow folders? Mm. Meaning there's not a lot of subfolders. Maybe let's just stick with um like my drive, Google Drive. Let's say you go into Google Drive. And there's one folder, maybe it says like recipes, I don't know. And then you go into that and maybe you just have like breakfast, lunch, dinner, mm-hmm. and you click on dinner and there's all your dinner recipes right there. That would be a shallow folder system because it's mm-hmm. only really two folders deep. Now yeah. you're me, you like really deep folders. So Chicken, I might have rice. recipes, <laughs> dinner, yeah. Um, and then I'm going to subdivide it out by like vegan, vegetarian, beef, mm-hmm. pork, chicken. Like yeah. I am going to have it all subdivided. And then because I'm me, I'm also somehow in a file name, probably going to have some sort of like a tag in the file name that tells yeah. me like how complicated or how long it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, my teaching files, when I was a teacher, you would go and click on my drive. I'd click on my units, Spanish one, school and a star, a star. And then I would get a star as a Spanish verb. And then I would get to like my resources for that. That is four folders deep. Mm-hmm. Um, most people like really shallow folders. They want one or two. So yeah. decide which one you are. There's not, one's not right and one's not wrong. You have to go with what's natural and instinctual to you. Do not say, oh, Lisa's a digital organizer and she said I should have lots of subfolders and have things like six layers deep. So that's the what I better do. No, because if that doesn't work for you, you'll never find it. Mm-hmm. So figure out shallow or deep and then take a few minutes, <laughs> look at your files or look at your emails and see what is in there. Actually just kind of scroll through and really look at them and see, okay, what kind of things do I have here? Mm-hmm. And then imagine that was actually a stack of papers in your hands and you had to start sorting them. Mm-hmm. What piles would you start putting them into in front of you on a table? Yeah. Those are the folders you should create. And there's a lot of different ways you can do it, but it's so much of it depends on like your situation you know, are you a teacher, a business owner? Do you take care of, you know, a family? Are you an accountant? You know, like all, whatever your stuff is, that is really going to be a huge determining factor on what your folder should be. Um, One folder I think everybody needs. Mine, I call it an archive folder. It is a folder for everything you are keeping just in case you need it someday Mm -hmm. or because you're too afraid to delete it. Or because it's an entire, you know, nine month, like full school year of Spanish two curriculum, but you don't teach Spanish two anymore. So you don't need this in the way, but I'm also not going to delete an entire like curriculum I spent years refining, but I don't want it in the way. So I'm going to put it into my archive folder or Mm -hmm. old stuff or shit I'm too afraid to delete or might need this to cover my ass. Like you name your files or your folders, whatever you want to name them, but Having that archive folder is a really nice place to get those things out of your main work area. 
So now they're not cluttering up and hiding what you really want to find. But if you need them, you know where to go find them. Like I live in Nebraska. We get all four seasons. It is (laughs) eight degrees today. That's our Mm -hmm. high. We -hmm. also get up to 108. Mm -hmm. So in the summer, I don't need my heavy winter sweaters. I put them up on a shelf so that they're not hiding like my summer clothes. But if I needed a sweater because I was going to be traveling or something, I would know exactly where to get it. So Mm -hmm. it's out of the way, but still findable and accessible. Same thing with your digital files. Yeah. So an archive folder is great. Um, I really like if you work online at all or you do any sort of continuing education or professional development, I really like a learn folder for Mm. everything you download online or courses you're a part of or conferences and summits you go to, to have one place to put all of that stuff. Because again, it's out of the way, but you also know where to find it when you need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and along with a habit for that is then I will re- routinely go into my learn folder and I'll be like, oh, I really don't need this ebook about, you know, what SEO is. Yeah. I know what search engine optimization <laughs> is. I've outgrown that ebook. I don't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. Let me delete it. Or, oh, hey, remember when I thought I was going to learn how to crochet and like <laughs> I bought that course about crochet and that was seven years ago and I've uh-huh. like made an ugly ass rug and I've never done it again. Yeah. I think I can let that go. Yeah. You know? So it also makes like pruning your files a little bit easier because you mm. can kind of just go into the learn folder and be like, what have I outgrown? Yeah. And get rid of it. So I like archive and I like learn folders for everybody. Yeah. I, it sounds like we kind of have the same philosophy about, um, I'm not really concerned about the depth of a folder. Like I'm fine with having subfolders on subfolders. If it's limitless for the program to do, I'm going to do it. But, um, I am obsessed with file names because Mm -hmm. I cannot be bothered to be opening every single PDF to figure out what the fuck's in there. And I love language. Yeah. I, I have a system that I use for my business and it's the same one that I use for all my clients' businesses, because part of what I do for them is receipt management and document organization as far as their finances go or whatever the fuck they want to put in there. That's like, there's unlimited storage. They can do that if they want. But people will upload like statements to me and the file name is just like a string of numbers. And I'm like, yeah. no clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like whatever me, you downloaded from something and it gives yeah. that just whatever computer random Jumble. file name. Yeah, yeah, that's like 23 random characters long. Yeah. And some of my clients have picked up on my naming schemes and they're um, doing it themselves. But then like I have a client that will do the um, date It'll start with the date because I like them to be listed in chronological order for receipts. Yeah. And so they'll do that, but then they'll be like, Walmart supplies for da 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 when we did da 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 da. And it's like, <laughs> the file name is a whole description. The file name is 120 like, characters. The file like, name is like a tweet. <laughs> I guess it's not a tweet anymore, but whatever. No, it's still Twitter in my heart. Um, and it's not in my heart, it's in my butt. Um, <laughs> And it just cracks me up that like the whole file name is like date and vendor, which is all I really need. And then an entire description of the business purpose. Because you know, they're never going (laughs) to see that whole file name again. No program is going to show you that whole thing or you're not going to read it. Like that's not, that's not the way to go folks. Well, it cracks me up. I leave it the way it is because it's, um, the date is correct on there, but otherwise I, that's all you really need. 
Yeah. And um, I say date and vendor because when I'm like reconciling the bank account, like that's what I yeah. need to go looking for is the vendor name usually and about when the date is. But like yeah. I have the system that I have because like, like you said, it's in my head a certain way and it's just reflected that way in the folders. And I have it that way for all my clients and I don't really allow them to like mess around with it. I give them one folder that they're allowed to put things in and then I move it where it needs to go. Yes. But yeah. the way that I've set up the folders and named things, like they can find what they need to if they need to. Um, and if they don't, they ask me, but <laughs> um, like it, it has to make sense for our brains. We're the ones using the system. Yes. <laughs> A hundred percent. And that's why I will tell people when, especially with file names, I will say first and foremost, your file names have to work for you mm -hmm. because you're the one that's dealing with them the most. Mm -hmm. And once you're confident in that, then you can think about, okay, who else is going to see these file names? Like I taught at a one-to-one -one school. Um, all of my students, they knew like my file naming system. They knew if they saw SVC, SVC, it stood for Saber versus Conocer. That was the unit they were studying. And mm -hmm. then it was going to be Tarea homework one, Tarea two, Tarea three. And those one, two, three, like they meant something like mm -hmm. they knew. Um, and that's important too. If, if you get to the point where you have a system that works for you, you also want to have a system that makes sense to others. Because like you said, when people send you like a file and it's just a random string of numbers, it's like, what the fuck is this? And then I open or it up and it's a bunch of documents scanned into one single file that I have to then separate. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Which is fine. Like y'all can do that. I'm not saying don't do that, but it's just like, oh, not great. here's a project. Like your, <laughs> yeah. Your coworker sends you something that says meeting agenda. What meeting? When did this when? meeting happen? What mm -hmm. is the meeting for? What department is it for? Like, mm -hmm. That's not a good file name. Yeah. You know? So you want to also think about other people who are going to see these files. But yeah, first yes. and foremost, you. Email subject lines, y'all, please be better with your email subject lines because if I'm searching for it, it's so much easier if it's the subject has like relevant information in it. So. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. So what kind of like, I mean, you've talked about what inspired you originally to start doing this work specifically for other business owners. What inspires you to keep like creating and doing the work and, you know, growing your business? I think the the thing that, because I mean, if you, if you run an online business or any business, you know, there are days you're just gonna be like, fuck it. I hate this. I'm burning <laughs> it to the ground and I'm just going to go get a nine to five. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but once a month at least. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but in like, accordance I mean, with the lunar cycle. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Go ahead. I just love it. Um, but Hi, where is it going with this? Okay, like I just hosted um my monthly have fun and get shit done training. Mm -hmm. Um, it was Monday actually. It was just a couple of days ago, and I got an email from somebody who was able to attend live, and um, this person emailed me and was like, "Oh my god, I was so inspired. Like the guidance helped so much. Here's everything I've already done. Mm -hmm. Like I already feel so much better, so much like way less stress. So like like." I had this many files. Now I only have this many and I know I'm going to finish the others. And like, oh my God, this is just so amazing. And so when I get like messages like that, mm. or I work with people one-on-one -on -one and they're like, oh my God, I can find my shit now. Like, 
oh my God, I don't feel those emails weighing down me. I no longer feel like I'm a constant failure Mm. because I can't find stuff or I forgot to respond to an email. Like, yeah, that is what does it for me. Like making people's lives easier, but also there's a real, it's, it's this like sounds like so dramatic, but there is a real <laughs> like mental health and emotional well-being yeah. component to mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I think there's a lot of people that just, you know, for whatever reason, we're told that they're not organized. I'm not an organized person. Well, nobody came out of the womb, like knowing how to do yeah. this. You know, it's a, it's skill. a skill. Yeah, Anybody can learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really helping people realize like, oh my God, I can, you know, keep track of my business finances. Oh my God. I really, I can like keep track of my emails and respond to stuff in a timely manner. And somebody asks me for a file and I can find it and send it right off. Like mm-hmm. I feel like really competent. I feel really good about myself. And being able to help people, you know, feel that is, Mm -hmm. is great. And then there's just like my ADHD coping mechanism of, I must have control and order. That is really satisfying too, (laughs) from like a dopamine rush standpoint. Yeah. Like we were cavemen not that long ago. And, you know, the things that bothered us were the things that like we knew depended, like our survival was dependent on. And when you think about it, files on us, Pixels on a computer screen, (laughs) the file names and shit don't really have much to do with our survival, but we make it mean so much about like my email inbox is out of control and therefore I'm a failure. Like, oh my gosh, that's a, but it's dramatic when you just look at it like objectively, but it is true that so many, so many of us make it mean so much about like us as a person, like we're not whole and worthy if we are not completely OCD about every whatever. Just yeah. And relax. you know, the internet, the internet doesn't help really. Um, <laughs> this goes back to the teacher world and back when, before Twitter was as much of a shit show as it became. Mm-hmm. Again, we're talking back in like 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. But before the musky era. Yeah. In the teacher world, there was a hashtag called Highlight Reel, R E A L. And it would be people just post like, hey, here's what went totally wrong in my classroom today. Hey, here's yeah. how I fucked up. Hey, look at what a nightmare my classroom is and it's a mess. Mm. Hey, look at my ugly bulletin board that still says welcome to school and it's March. <laughs> like it was yeah. kind of people would post this and was saying like, hey, don't like not everything's Pinterest perfect and we're yeah. not everyone's out there killing it except for you. Yeah. Um, so actually today, my Instagram stories just before this um, was about how after um like the holidays and for winter holidays and I'd been traveling out of state mm. for quite a while like this shit was a mess I was mm. so unorganized specifically with this one long-term client we have a lot going on and everything was a mess and I was feeling so overwhelmed like I was dropping the ball things were falling through the cracks mm. and I just posed like hey guys that was me and I work as a digital organizer yeah and my shit was a job. mess mm. you like And that's so, you know what I did? I like stopped and I took like half an hour today and I got our, we use Asana for project management. Like I went through, I cleaned that up. I added tasks I got stuff updated. I linked, Mm. you know, the Canva folders and the Google docs. And Mm. now I know where everything is. Mm. And now I know that tomorrow I can sit down and feel like, okay, I know what I need to do. I know Mm -hmm. where stuff is. Yeah. And I feel calmer. I feel like I'm not going to let my client down or drop stuff through the cracks. And it's just going to be easier for me from a time and energy standpoint. 
Um, so I am very big on like, yeah, I'm a digital organizer. I am. I actually don't use inbox zero. It doesn't work for me. Um, but I'm real friend, like normally say like, Hey, Hey, look at what a mess my drop, my downloads folder is because mm-hmm. your downloads folder is a temporary holding space. It's not a yeah. forever home stuff. Isn't meant to live there. I just delete but, stuff out of there every day. Yeah. Gone. Sometimes <laughs> it happens. I'm like, Oh my God, look at this mess. Hey, I'm going to clean it up. Like, and it's going to take me five minutes, you know? Yeah. So I like to post the, you know, the not so glamorous, the not perfect yeah. stuff and- because nobody is perfect at anything. Pinterest is so ridiculous. And like things that look great on Pinterest means that like no human has touched it yet. Like, it's like the pin fail. I think there's like a Pinterest yeah. fail yeah. website you can go to where you tried stuff and it, it didn't work. It yeah. was terrible. But even like the people that post stuff on there, like their beautiful homes or whatever, no. like all their Everything's organized just shit. shoved in a corner off to yeah. the side. And then like somebody goes into that organization organization system and touches one thing or like you're talking about classroom when children enter, it's like they just bring crazy they bring with the them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like they just walk in the room. Real and all life of a sudden, happens and yeah. the perfection gets ruined. And that's the other thing. A lot of like when I work with people, I'm not like, okay, you know, now you have to spend four hours on Saturday doing this. It's all like no, take five minutes a day, like put on a podcast or put on like a Netflix show you don't really have to pay attention to yeah. <laughs> um, and spend five minutes like doing this, you know, that's, that's all you have to do. Um, and I'm, it's really about for me finding those simple, small, sustainable actions. Oh, hey, alliteration, simple, <laughs> small, sustainable actions that you can do that feel doable <clears throat> And actually make a difference um, and pay off because mm-hmm. you should not spend your life cleaning out your inbox or yeah. dealing with files. That's like, there's, um, if you haven't ever seen the movie Office Space, it's from the late 90s, early mm-hmm. 2000s. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. <laughs> but there is a quote, Peter Gibbons, the main character says, you know, like human beings were not meant to sit in cubicles staring out screens all day or yeah. something along those lines. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, we're not meant to be sitting in a cubicle or an office or whatever, staring at computers all day. Like, yeah, don't let it run your life. Yeah. And unfortunately, like the way the world is today, it just kind of necessitates that we do have an, a presence on the fake internet and stuff. But yeah. And then, you know, for us to feel, for us to have like well-being online, you do have to have some level of like boundaries and organization. Mm-hmm. Like even when it comes to your usage of certain technology, yeah. um, you know, pausing because it's all designed to like hold our attention constantly. Oh, so, yeah. You know, we and have to find ways. At, if you look at um like the CEOs or the people who created like these apps. And you actually see interviews with them. They will say, I don't let my children mm-hmm. use my app. Yeah. Because we know it's bad for brains. Mm-hmm. And I taught for 10 years from 2011 to 2021. And I'm still very like a lot of my friends are teachers. So I still hear stories. I'm by mm-hmm. no means like in the classroom, but, you know, I hear stories and just the change in students in that 10 years was terrifying in Mm -hmm. terms of um attention span and true true addiction and not even realizing that they were looking at their phone they didn't even realize it yeah um and I've had friends that have said you know in there to make a point they say okay everyone hey put your cell phones on the desk 
And just throughout class, every time you get a notification, I want you to go put a tally on the board. Like it would just get up, go walk on the board, like put it under Snapchat, under TikTok, under tech, whatever. Mm. And the one video I saw about this, um, the teacher was like in a 50 minute class, I don't remember. I mean, it was hundreds, mm-hmm. hundreds of notifications mm-hmm. that these kids had gotten as a class in just 50 minutes. From their friends who are also in school. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, like how everybody wasn't even supposed to function like that. Yeah. And so when you ask, like, why do I do what I do? And you touched on it. Part of it is about having boundaries about, mm-hmm. I mean, you have a lot of us, you have to answer email. You yeah. have to work with digital files. It's just a reality. Mm-hmm. And now that we all have like those files and emails attached to us, um, when I can help people manage those in a way that it takes them less time and less energy or that they're not stressed about it, they can walk away and Mm. they're able to go out into nature, spend time with their family or friends or do things that they enjoy. Um, You know, that's the other reason kind of what I do what I do mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time looking at a screen to help other people spend less time looking yeah. at a screen yeah yeah we all have to have um our tolerance and like understand to what is going to help support us in our like well-being outside of work and I, I every entrepreneur that I speak to this is the same struggle for everybody and it's like finding the way to prioritize your personal life, your your health, your well-being over the business, even though like the business needs you to survive and you need the business to survive. And it's like a symbiotic relationship yeah. almost, but you have to have like that boundary up of I'm, you can be somebody that answers your DMs on Instagram at three in the morning because someone's messaging you or you don't have to be that person. There's actually not a necessity there. Yeah. It's you get to decide. Yeah. yeah. So what um, kind of tips would you give another entrepreneur or so you're not working as a teacher anymore? Do you have any other job or you're just doing business full time? I am just business full time. Um, I'm an online business manager for an online course create and she has a membership and a podcast and a lot of, a lot of stuff. Um, So I do a lot of online um, management for her. I have a couple long-term clients that, like I said, the one I'm cleaning out her email and I just do stuff on a monthly retainer for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I have courses about your inbox and I have a monthly membership where we do trainings and accountability and co-working and stuff. So yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot of different things that I do, yeah. but it all kind of revolves around digital organization and mm-hmm. systems and keeping all the nuts and bolts, like organized and easy to find so that we can all save time and energy and walk away at the end of the day. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about what that journey was like to go from teaching full-time and like, I just want people to be realistic about their expectations because a lot of folks are doing a side gig or a side hustle and they Mm -hmm. um, feel a lot of shame about having to work a full-time job and that it's like taking longer for their business to support them completely. Can you speak to that? This is, this is so timely because um, it's like right after, not right after, but it's the, you know, we're still in January and I'm thinking back 
as we're recording this. Yesterday was January 1st. It's not, but it feels like it was. It's not. But it's like, yeah, it's January. Um, And so I was thinking back, just like, oh, God, I I need to run my numbers, you know, Mm -hmm. and like figure out December and get all that of that. But at the point, I have technically been in the online space since 2019. Mm -hmm. And is my business, could my business support my family? No. It, it couldn't. Yeah. Um, and not on my own. I, I married and my spouse's income, you know, supports mm-hmm, us mm-hmm. when we have other stuff going on as well that brings in money. Yeah. Um, and so I, again, it's that highlight real thing. Again, mm-hmm. I think you see all these people online, you think they're all killing it. And then, yeah, like I had a business coach once and I mean, she's phenomenal. She's great. And she launched this thing. If you just looked at Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook and stuff, you would have thought, she did amazing. She's like, Lisa, I sold two. I sold yeah. two of them and it was a digital mm-hmm. product. And she's like, yeah, it, it sucked. Um, so I, I was a teacher and there's an online marketplace called teachers pay teachers, um, mm-hmm. where you can sell your teaching resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I knew, um, that at some point I was going to leave teaching, not because I didn't like teaching. I didn't like the kids. I actually love teaching and kids. I mm-hmm. hated the American education system. Yeah. About it. Yeah. So I always knew I was it, I was going to be leaving. And at the time, the only exit strategy I knew was teachers pay teachers, TPT. And so that's the world I started in. And then I found out, holy shit, there's this whole online economy of mm-hmm. OBMs and BAs and courses mm-hmm. and memberships and coaches and consultants and yeah. all the fucking things. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, and for me, that opened up my eyes to the possibility. I never set out to be a digital organizer or mm-hmm. a consultant or an OBM or a DOO or any any of those acronyms. Um, and so my online journey started as making digital products. And then it went to, well, shit, let me make some courses because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a teacher. I know how to transfer yeah. knowledge. Like that is what I do. I can make a curriculum about anything. Yeah, you know, I, I literally have my master's degree in curriculum and instruction. Yeah. And, um, and so I, I made courses and I did some trainings. Um, and like, that was fine. I actually still really love doing courses, but with what I do, it's so individualized that Mm -hmm. I realize I really kind of need to work with people one-on-one Yeah, because it's different if you're a teacher and it's different if you teach Spanish or math. And even if you teach Spanish, do you, are your classes a quarter long, a semester all year? Do you use a textbook? Do you use comprehensible input? Do you use, you know, all these things? It it all is going to affect how you manage stuff and what your things are. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I really, then realize like working one-on-one with people is really what I love to do. Um, yeah. I love doing long-term and being to able to like delve into somebody's, you know, business or life or as a teacher and get to know them and really be able to support them and say, well, Hey, you know, like you need to do this. And I can confidently say that now because I know you and I know your situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will tell you right now, nobody wants to pay a digital organizer because <laughs> Yeah. I, I was talking with someone the other day um, and I said, yeah, you know, we could do like a strategy session, which is like 90 minutes and you'll get an action, like playing with video tutorials and all this stuff. We'll start mm-hmm. building it. We're going to do all the things. And again, the cost is two ninety seven. And this person like 
they're, I'm going to be working with them, but they made a comment about, oh my God, if I told anyone I was going to pay $300 to get my files organized, like that would be so embarrassing. Or they'd be like, what's your problem? Or <laughs> really you had to pay money to like organize your Google drive. Yeah. And it, it's what I do is not a priority for most people. They don't want to spend the time, the money or the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, what I do tends to affect every area of their mm-hmm. business, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so for me, it's taken a while to be like, oh yeah, my skill set and what I do actually has value and mm-hmm. actually helps people. But then I also remind myself, you know, people pay a nutritionist to tell them what to eat. Yeah. You can't fucking figure out what to eat every day. You have to pay <laughs> someone to tell you what to eat. You don't know what you like. Or like, <laughs> yeah, like you pay like a personal trainer. Why don't you just go to the gym and lift some weights? Like, mm-hmm. or why don't you just exercise? Just, well, just, 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 just do just, it. Like yeah, yeah. you don't know how to, you mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of stuff that like for me, be like, oh, you can't do that. I'm like, I don't know how to, I need yeah. somebody to teach me the skills. And even um, the nutritionist, like yeah. grocery shopping and budgeting are both skills. You exactly. can't just walk into a grocery store, planning yeah. meals, cooking, planning obviously meals, is cooking, a fucking figuring yeah. out the time. Like, yeah. yeah. So I, and I think no matter, here's the thing, if you are starting a business, whether it's online or brick and mortar, there are going to be a shit ton of people that are, that think what you do is dumb and unneeded yeah. and that sure. you're trying to take people's money. Like, oh, you can't figure what, like Reagan. Spoiler everyone alert. Can, I do have to can eat. Everyone can figure out their finances. <laughs> like everyone can yeah. do math. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, most people hate math. Yeah, And that exactly. is why they come to me. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. And I also, um, yeah. I do a lot of done with you work, but mm. in really certain, certain circumstances, I will do done for you work. Yeah. And it's one of those things. Do you want to keep fighting this problem yeah. for months or years and having it piss you off? Or do you want to pay me for my time, knowledge, expertise, and skills? And I will take care of this for you in a week. Yeah. And you can then use all that time and energy to make money, read books, do whatever the hell you want. Right. And I think no matter, like I said, no matter what your business is, people are going to think it's a dumb idea. And people are going to be like, holy shit, where were you six months ago? Like, I needed you. Or, oh my God, we need to talk. I don't care what it costs. I don't care what I have to do. You have what I need. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I think it's, it, it's just hard. Like, I mean, we, we basically just said that you want to burn it down. Um, yeah. I will say if you are starting a business, get yourself some biz besties, get mm-hmm. yourself some people that are in the same field um, and get it and understand. I started back in 2019 in the online space. And at the time I reached out in a Facebook group and I said, Hey, are there, it was specifically for digital product makers for teachers pay teachers. And I said, Mm -hmm. Hey, are there any other high school Spanish teachers in here that would like want to create a little mastermind and support each other? Yeah. And three women were like, yeah, me. And I was like, great. And that was back in 2019. Um, Two of those women I talk to every single day, mm-hmm. multiple times a day, and it's 2024. And the other yeah. one I talked to for years, and she had a kind of a life change and was like, hey, I have to step away from this. And that's the only reason. I still talk to her from time to time. Yeah. But had it not been for those three women, I would have quit years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have walked away. Yeah. Um, because running a business is hard. It is a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And people, especially if you're in an online business, people don't get what you do. Like 
my parents have no idea what I do since I left teaching. They just don't get it. Um, or, you know, to have somebody that knows the world, I can say, hey, um, you know, my conversion rate on this product is this and the price is this. It's got this many, you know, views and it's got this, this is what it is and pages. Do you think I should increase the price or do you think I should do this or that? Like to talk about these very niche things that I can't talk to my next door neighbor about. She doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. You have people that get you and can help you not only strategically, or you can also be like, hey, hey, I want to fucking burn it to the ground. And yeah. here's why. Yeah. But I'm not going to do that. So like, help me out here. Yeah. And I'm old because if you're watching the video, I'm making like the old phone <laughs> with my hand. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm old. Um, but yeah, get yourself some biz besties because the journey has been hard. And if you set out to do one thing and you end up doing something completely different, that's okay. You know, I started selling um, Spanish resources to teachers. And now I work as a digital organizer. Yeah. <laughs> you told me in 2019, I've been like, a huh, a what I'm going to do, huh? You're like never in a million years. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's awesome. And I always appreciate when my guests come on and kind of like share their real experience with business. And it's just because of all of the kind of shit that we see that is so I didn't replace my teaching salary in 30 days. I didn't make six Ooh. figures in a month working 10 hours a week. Anyone yeah. who says I can do that, like, I'm sure there are people who have done that for 99.99% of the population. That's not going to happen. Like, Yeah, like, I wish. I mean, sounds great, but yeah, sounds that's... like a lot of work that I would have to do up front anyways. So if I'm going to do a lot of work anyways, yeah. like, yeah. I'm just going to do what I need to be doing. Okay. Speaking of, I'm going to do a lot of work. So there's always the joke about, oh, maybe I'll sell pictures of my feet online, you know, for money. And I I was in the burn it down phase one day and I'm like, I'm going to do the research. I'm going to figure out like, Mm -hmm. how much do you actually make if you sell weird pictures of your feet online? And I did that. I went through the rabbit hole. I did the research. Mm -hmm. And you know what you have to do if that's how you want to make money? You have to know about search engine optimization. You have to build an audience. You have to market. All the same shit I'm already doing. And that is already a heavily saturated market feed pick. So find something else. Like, I don't think there is no easy road. There is no, I saw a reel the other day and it was like, make $3,000 working in the evenings as a transcriptionist. And I'm like, yeah, no, because I, I want to also transcribe that my own shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, yeah, no, it's not how that works. Mm. So there, there's no easy way. There's yeah. no easy road. I get these people all the time that are like um, closers. They'll teach you how to be a closer. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I need to close my own sales in my business why the fuck would I do that for somebody else who I don't even know like what yeah but yeah it's like the thing I've seen a lot recently and I'm just like god but you know all the (laughs) the folks that I actually do follow um and a digital creator sex worker whatever that um has courses on how to become how to do it a digital sex worker creator yeah and um, I'm like, well, like, she's even doing the thing, like that. It's the same thing that everyone's teaching doing. Teaching that... how to do anything else, like, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, good for her. But also, she's having to like that's what her account is is to market her 
products to you, whether Our you're courses. interested in feet picks or interested in selling your own feet picks. <laughs> yep. It's like one or the other. Doesn't matter. It's all the same. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I find that really hilarious, but yeah, um, it's, it's cool to know that like you started off with one thing and it was really just because you saw like kind of a need and then you started selling digital products and then it's turned into this. And I think that's beautiful. And it is more like mostly about how we can support ourselves personally, our families and do the kind of work that like brings us joy. Like you have an ADHD hole in your heart to fill organizing I genuinely enjoy organizing your shit show of an (laughs) inbox and your files like yeah that is enjoyable for me that's a nice that's a nice Tuesday afternoon (laughs) exactly so like (laughs) perfect like what more could you ask for honestly (laughs) um will you tell us you have a free guide that I will include um the link to that in the show notes, but tell us a little bit about how we could work with you. What kind of resources you offer? Yeah. I you mean, can, you've already kind of talked about it. Yeah. But you can find me <laughs> online and you can find all the things, um, at my website. I'm Lee. It, bleh, let me try this again. You can find my website, lisamch.com. Um, and that'll link you out to kind of everything from there. You can see courses, there's free resources. Um, I think the one you're talking about is three steps to an inbox that doesn't look like shit, which will give you three (laughs) simple steps to an inbox that's going to look a little less shitty. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also have a full course about how to get your Gmail inbox like tamed and under control. I spend way too much time on Instagram. I'm Mm -hmm. Lisa J M C H there. And that's where you can find me um, hanging out most days. Awesome. I got to make sure I thought I followed you, but maybe they're just not showing me any of your posts because just, the, algorithm. the algorithm just doesn't like us being friends. they hate us <laughs> but anyways thank you so much for being on I really loved where this conversation went and that you really gave us some awesome tips so everybody out there go take 10 minutes and focus on one task in your inbox and get that shit together y'all come on if I look at somebody's home screen one more time that has a hundred thousand unread emails I'm wagging my finger at y'all <laughs> and if you have a hundred thousand unread emails go to the end because they're probably at least five years old and you're pretty sure you don't need any emails from five years ago anything earlier yeah Yeah. anything earlier than 2023 you can probably just archive that you could probably yeah at least archive it yeah at least mark it red and archive it I like the archive function because it still exists. It's still there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. We did a whole nother episode about the environmental impact of emails and servers and the energy it takes, like all the emails in your inbox. It's not paper and trees, but it still takes power to power the servers that store your emails. So probably even a lot more energy. Yeah. It's cool. The rooms and stuff. amount of energy there. Wow. Yeah, oh. it's depressing. But we'll save that depressing conversation for another day. Yeah. <laughs> what a note to leave it on. Thanks so much, right. Lisa, for being I'm so on. fun. <laughs> I had so much fun with you today. Thanks so much. Y'all go check out Lisa at her website, Instagram. Get your guide to get your inbox less shitty. And we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you for joining me on this episode of Money Through Ease. If you found value in today's discussion, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review. Your feedback really does mean a lot to me. And if you're ready to take the first step towards organized finances, be sure to download my free receipt organization guide, Chaos to Calm. Visit the link in the show notes to grab your free copy now. Remember, your financial journey starts with small steps. I'm here to support you every step of the way. Until next time, this is Reagan Bashara from Money Through Ease. Stay empowered. Thank you.